Hello, everybody. My name is Gufenard, and welcome back to another broadcast of the Gufenard Radio Show. We are here on this beautiful Monday. Um, class has been going well. Things are looking up. I've been making moves in life. I'm, I'm pretty happy, pretty satisfied with where I am and what I've been doing. Um, I've given it some some thought, some extra thought, because I, I mentioned it, I think, in the last show about having listener support and whatnot, and you could, you know, so technically, like in a way, subscribe to the show, but I like, changed it recently because I had to look and see. Um, so now you can actually subscribe to the show if you want to. You can actually have a, you know subscribe to the show and and whatnot. And I I might enable that because why not? You know, because people somebody out there may like the show enough to want to support it that way. So, and I don't know how it. it, it I know listener support was kind of hard to find and to get to because if you're not listening on Spotify you're probably not going to see it very much so I'm going to try this new feature see how it appears on the other platforms and whatnot and if it you know if it appears clearly enough or if I can leave links to it I'm going to uh, start doing that so that way if anybody out there wants to support the show you know this keeps this literally keeps me keep you know help keep me going um, and gives me some extra funds to allocate towards you know, the, uh, the podcast. So, cause that gets us more upgraded audio equipment. So in the future, when I do have a, a better recording room, I can have better equipment to go along with it. You know, all that soundproof foam padding, that stuff's expensive. I uh, looked into getting some, I think it's, it's rugs or, or, or heavy blankets or something, probably a mixture of both that I can use instead of the soundproof foam padding because that that foam is is good but the hanging a couple blankets from the ceiling you know against a wall or something or pinning them against a wall is honestly a lot better because it's bigger covers more space and it is much less it's much less expensive than it it is to have a uh have squares of foam designed for you know um reduction of echo and such to pad the room basically and they look nicer too. Like aesthetically, they're more pleasing. So I may invest into that because that seems like a better idea. Because it's a few like 3M hooks here and a few, you know, few 3M hooks there, pieces of string and whatnot, and up goes the up goes the the covering, up goes the blanket. So I think it's like shag carpet or something because it's really dense, you know, and it's really good at dampening the room. Uh, so. But I'm I'm really happy to have a vehicle again because I I can kind of I can I can give it I can give the information out to you guys I got a, I bought a minivan because I was like because mm, if I if whenever I move I'm going to need something to you know haul my stuff in rather than buying a renting a U-Haul buying renting a U-Haul just haul it all in my own vehicle save me a little bit of money there um because I can I know how to pack stuff tightly. I'm not going to obviously move everything at once, but I'm going to move a lot of stuff. And uh, it's going to make it easier for me. Plus, this van is tricked out because I happened to get the model that it, um, that somebody, because it's used, uh, the previous owners have decked this thing out. They bought like all the premium features. It has a luggage rack. It has two TV screens for the second and third row uh, seats. It's got a DVD player in it as well. Um, the remote is still in there for the DVD players. It's got the, um, 
those uh, those lights on the on the mirrors that tells you if somebody's in your blind spot. Like it's got some premium features on it, and I'm really happy about that because like like it's 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 awesome. I, and I didn't have to pay you know the the premium price since it's used. I love it. It's lovely. Uh, but class has been class has been definitely killing me a little bit. That's simply because it's just been, it's been a lot along with having a job because afterwards, cause I'm not, you know, I'm not a super morning person. I like to sleep. That's usually when I sleep. So I'm still, my body's still adjusting to being awake this early and being awake for as long as I am without, you know, rest in between. So it sucks. It sucks. One thing I may have to do is I may have to, um, I don't know, I may have to just move, either move jobs or quit my job at some point because I do not want to be exhausting myself before I get to start a new job because I want to leave myself room for adjustment and leave myself room for rest because that's going to be very vital when it comes to learning this stuff because I need, you know, rest is going to help my brain relax and recover because this is new information. This is me being back in a in a classroom, well, not physically, um, but being back in a learning setting that I haven't been in in years. This is stuff that's going to apply to me for a very long time as I'm going to be in this field um, for a while. So, but we're going to take a quick break. I will be back shortly. So stay there, stay put, get some water, stay hydrated, and uh, we'll be back in a, in a few minutes, in a minute. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are chilling here. It's uh, oh yeah, it's it's you know it's Monday. We're here. Um, the YouTube stuff has been has been pretty okay. I'm happy about my return. Um, it's given me a chance to oh, <laughs> sorry. I was I was looking for um so because I got keys obviously to the vehicle, um, and I was looking for a ring. And I literally turn and look at, there's a map on my wall that for some reason has a, a lanyard hanging off, off one of the thumbtacks that sticks it to the wall. And there's a ring on that lanyard that I can use cause it's a key ring. I don't, I'm stupid, I guess. <laughs> I was like, cause I was looking for it earlier. I'm like, I know I had one in my desk somewhere. Like it didn't just walk off. No, it's, it's, it's on my wall. I don't know why, but it's there. So I'll be pulling that for later. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. <laughs> it's just been sitting there staring at me in the corner, just being like, Betty will look over here. Oh gosh. I feel bad now. <laughs> um I really hope you guys do enjoy the album. I had a chance to listen to the full thing um today before it was uh released. It's not being released yet. It's the eighteenth still. Um and hopefully for anybody who decided to pre-order, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. If you did, if you didn't, you know, whatever. It's music. It's there for you to enjoy. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the official release. Um, I know, because I know the pre-orders are weird because it's only through Apple. It's only through Apple. It's not available for Amazon, which I'm surprised. But Amazon did just release a couple weeks ago. They had news about, um, or last week, I should say. They had news about... Um, a bunch of music being free to anybody who had Prime. And it's like, okay, I guess. Oh, sure. So, 
I, I do, uh, I guess I'll enjoy that. Not really though, because I don't use Apple. I don't use Amazon for music, because why would I? I, I just, I, there's no need, dude. YouTube still exists and whatnot. So it's great. It's great. But for all the other platforms, I, I, I really do, like, hope, uh, people enjoy this, because I'm like, I, I listen back to it, and I'm like, I am actually still happy with it, because usually this is the time where, you know, it's getting closer and closer to the release date, you get anxious, you get worried, are people going to like this, I'm listening to it, and I'm, I'm relaxing, because that's how, that's how it makes me feel, this album is, is, is a relaxing album to listen to, I think, it's not too upbeat, it's not too crazy, and it's just where I usually try to remain, you know, in my headspace and my, my life, really. And just in a relaxed state. Obviously, there's time to take things seriously and to be on high alert and to, you know, move with a purpose and all that goodness. But it really embodies more of who I kind of am, just a relaxed person, you know. Try to be relaxed. There are plenty of times I am serious and tense. So relaxation is very important to me because if I don't have that, I'm pretty sure I'd be bald, not by choice, I'd be bald or have gray hair at this point in my life, and, you know, I, uh, I'd rather not have that happen, which is the great part about me leaving the military, I'm like, I don't, the stress, that, that, because there's a certain level of stress with being in the, um, in the military, I, in any position, I would, I would say, because each, each and every position has their there's, there are specific stresses and whatnot pertaining to their job, so I don't discredit anyone, necessarily, because um, we all have our things that we struggle with in life, so my experience is not the same as somebody else's experience and whatnot, blah, 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 you know the rest, so I try, uh, try to be open about that kind of stuff. And as, you know, as I transition out, I'll try to talk more about my experiences and trying to give you guys the, not like a lot of insight, but more so just my experiences and what I've learned and whatnot from this whole, from my time being in, because it'll have, it'll have been six years. I spent my entire adult life, or the entirety of my adult life up until that point, you know, in the military, but also still living my normal life, so, because it's always, it's always something that's just there, it's always been present, as long as I've been an adult, it's just been there, been present, been around, oh, Evie, but I'm happy that we're getting to this, uh, getting to this place, things are moving along, and I'm definitely, definitely, happier than I was, I've been doing better for myself, and I'm proving myself, which is the most important thing for me right now in these years, um, it's, it's just self-improvement, working on yourself, making sure you're learning, making sure we're growing, making sure we're, you know, letting, like, not holding grudges and stuff like that, because I don't want to be that person that holds on to grudges, and that is, you know, always seeking revenge, there's a video that was, out, um, of an old lady, I guess, 
I guess she was copying somebody else's audio, but the audio basically was like, stop being so forgiving, like blah, 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 whatever else that, that just that first line alone was, eh, that was just, eh, eh, that was just, that's a no go for me. I'm sorry, but people, let me, let me be real with you for a minute. I don't care what kind of life you live, but if you are not forgiving, if you are not a person who can let go of grudges, you're going to live a stressful life and you're not helping yourself. You want to live a peaceful life? Be forgiving. That's how you get closer to, to gaining some more peace in your life. Be forgiving. Be forgiving. Be gracious. Be merciful. Because you would want someone to be like that for you. You want the same thing in return. If you messed up, made an honest mistake or something, but somebody held it against you for the rest of your life and always held it over your head and always gave you mean looks and talked crap behind your back and always, you know, was a little bit more aggressive towards you than usual. Somebody was always, you know, lurking around trying to seek some vengeance against you. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want that kind of stuff to happen. You'd, you'd want somebody to forgive you. So forgive somebody else. People can change. People can grow and whatnot. So don't, don't, don't be holding grudges. Don't be seeking revenge and all that kind of, that's petty. Don't, don't be petty. You want to, you want to be an adult, be an adult, be forgiving. Don't hold grudges. Let that stuff go. Your life will be much more peaceful, much more peaceful. If you don't hold on to that stuff, I promise you, because I surely don't have that kind of issue. You know, whatever, whatever people do, people do. I'm like, hey, whatever. You know, that's out of my hands. And you can't control somebody else's reactions. You can't control somebody else's actions. You can control yours. So choose peace. So choose to forgive someone. You know. Now, my um, I have certain, I guess, uh, policies when it comes to um, when it comes to, um, uh, forgetting, because people, you know, because the saying goes, forgive and forget. I forget to a point, you know, I forget to a point. I think there are part of me does remember. I don't necessarily forget, but in the sense that it's, you know, to not fall for the same tricks, if that makes sense, you know, I forgive for the sake of, you know, keeping the peace within myself and with someone else. Um, but, you know, I, you, you shouldn't fall for the same trap twice. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, <laughs> um, because, you know, you don't want to leave yourself open to get cut again in the same exact spot, in the same exact place. It's like if you fall and break your ankle once in a, or roll your ankle or sprain your ankle running down a, a trail, you're going to want to remember where that, where that spot is so you don't fall into the same situation again and sprain your ankle again, especially after you took all that time to get healing and whatnot and to rehabilitate your ankle. So that that's pretty much where I stand with that. You know, I forget up into a certain point, you know, I forget the pain, you know, and I forget maybe the, the, the intentions or such. I don't know something what I perceive to be the intentions um, but the exact of scenario of like how that happened, I'm like, mm, I'll be wary of uh, certain things that the person does or says to protect myself. 
So, but I do forget. I'm like, ah, whatever. Don't, you know, don't think anything of it. Just be better in the future. Because that's all I ask of people. Just be better in the future. That's it. You know? Because if somebody, like, somebody crosses me, I'm not going to hold it against you for the rest of your life. I'm not going to go on a rant, you know, and send you 16 paragraphs about what you did wrong to me. I'm going to be like, hey, listen, you know. Well, you, you did you did wrong, but I'm sure you can improve. I'm like I usually, you know, see try to see the better part of people and be like, I know you can improve. I know you better than that, you know. Act like it. And then we move on from there. Um I if I cut someone out, it's gonna be because of something like really, really, really harsh, you know, something said against some personal manners and whatnot, or some racist stuff. Maybe probably even um, that that's something I would be like that because it's, it's there's a higher level of severity when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's like, mm, like yeah, you like, you really need to you need, I'm gonna put you in this corner over here and leave you here because I don't want to uh, have that kind of stuff in my life. But you know. Some people fight fight across those barriers, and they'll still fight for that kind of for that person. And more power to you, more power to you for handling that situation like that. You know, because that's the thing. Like I can still love somebody with all my heart and soul, but and and still love them, and but love them from a distance. You know, because if somebody really isn't going to make the effort to change, right? If they're not gonna actively be better and like work with you a little bit then maybe it is time to just kind of just kind of part you know because if somebody's like especially situations where somebody's like demanding change from you but them them they themselves are not doing anything really to they're like they've made zero progress zero themselves but they're like but i demand change out of you because blah, 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 because of how that makes me feel, but I'm not going to change, despite that, how, how that has made many people feel, and how many people I've hurt by not trying to, you know, fix myself and whatnot, so, you know, it's, it's nice having this world map in my room, because I get a chance to look at all the countries and whatnot, and it's nice. It's like it's like a nice refresher for you know my geography and such, so I don't forget where places are and whatnot. But it's always cool to see like the smaller territories and the smaller islands and see what their names are. Like there's Graham Bell Island. It's north of Russia, and that is well, that's actually pretty cool. It's it's in the it's like pretty much in the Arctic Ocean, I guess. Because um, there's a string of islands above Russia that kind of, they're, you know, they're above Europe in that sense. There's October Revolution Island, I think. What the heck? Never heard of it. There's Hall Island and George Island and Alexandra Island. Not Alexandria, but Alexandra Island. There's Spitsbergen. <laughs> I... I, Olga Street, Olga Street. I I can't say that. I'm sure somebody out there knows. But it's really cool. Norway. Oh wow, that's a territory of Norway, or that's an extension of Norway, I guess. 
But there's a string of islands that go above Russia and pretty much all the way to uh, Greenland and to the northern, northern part of Canada. Canada's huge, by the by, I might add. Canada's, Canada's pretty big because you have the Queen Elizabeth Islands north of uh, mainland Canada. There's just a lot of it. And and the weird part about Canada is like Canada, I, from talking to Canadians and and um, seeing what you know other Canadians have to say about it on social media and such, it's just it's a lot of space. So it's it's like it's more it's more rural than the U.S. typically you know than a lot of the U.S. is, but and that's that's kind of saying something because like if you're not living on the coasts. Really, you're not experiencing a rural. If you're not, if you're, you know, if you're living on the coasts, you're not experiencing, you know, the rural nature of of the country. But from, I don't know, from Nevada, pretty much east, all the way to like Kentucky or something, would be pretty rural. Like you're gonna find lots of spaces, lots of open fields, and you know, and obviously Nevada and that side of the country, there's desert. And then you get to mountains, and then you get to the plains, and then you get to the east coast, which is more mountains and cities and such. And then the ocean, obviously, the Atlantic Ocean. It's just, it's just a big country. But then Canada's up there. Being all Canadian. The heathens. How dare they? <laughs> um, uh, but it's, it's, it's just really cool to see um, where these countries are and how big they are in comparison to each other. It's just it's pretty interesting. I was, um, oh yeah, this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I was looking at my analytics for Spotify. And here's the interesting part about Spotify. For my music, compared to the podcast. <laughs> The funny part about this is that my audience for the podcast, as you guys know, as I've talked about it before, right? It's mostly female, and my audience is younger, 30 years and under. That is that is my audience here. It's mostly, it is 76%, I think, female, and the rest is male, 24, 25, 24, 24% male. And it's a very young audience, younger than I am, I think, um is where the majority of my audience lies. So I looked at my music and it's 75% male, 25% female. And then the age groups are pretty much 30 years and up, up until like 50. So I, I have an older audience. The, the majority of the audience was like from 43 to like 53 in that age range, or like 33 to 43. So in that age range, that's where most of my audience lies. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I have two polar opposite, you know, uh, uh, stats here when it comes to podcasting and music. Because when I talk, you know, a lot of young people like to listen in. When I play the music, though, when, I, when the music comes in, a lot of older people are, well, I wouldn't say older, sorry. Sorry, you're not, you're not old because you're, you're more middle-aged, honestly. Um, <laughs> but older, older right? Older than me. Um, people do listen to my music. So that's, that's just weird. 
I, I, I just find that weird. Cause, it, and then the, and then the gender, you know, opposites as well. Cause I'm like, it's almost, you know, number for number, like on the dot, like just one percentage off. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Um, and I just enjoy small things like that. It's like, oh, that's cool. Very interesting. Um, but looking at this map, like it is, it's the one thing I always get confused about the, is, is about where Sweden is and Finland is and, and, uh, Norway and Denmark because Denmark is small. I see it. Um, cause Denmark and Sweden are like right next to each other. Cause I believe, I believe you can see Denmark from Sweden cause that's how close it is. They're standing on the shore or at a port in Sweden at the very Southern tip. You can see uh, Denmark across the way because it is literally just like, oh, it's right over there. <laughs> it's not that far. They're like a few kilometers apart, I'm sure. But that's a, it's like it's, you're literally looking into a whole other country. Uh, but it's interesting where these countries and whatnot have split. What did I, is that Switzerland? That is Switzerland. But it's interesting. Cause I think back at how, cause I wish I, what I want and what I want to get next probably is an old world map of the empires, like the Ottoman empire, the Roman empire. I want to get maps of the empires of how they went, you know, through the ages and then have them in a line and then end with this current map of, you know, the current territories of the U S cause uh, not the U S of the world. <laughs> oh boy. That was going to sound bad for a minute, but of, you know, seeing how everything turned out to be in this day and age versus how it was at some point in history. Cause the Roman empire once was like literally all over Europe. And then you had the Ottoman empire, which was all over the middle East and such. Um, ow, I hurt myself. And, and, and quite a few different territories North of that. It's like, it's, it's insane to think about where, you know, what was a territory, you know, what was, you know, the, the territory of certain rulers and, and, and nations and whatnot. It's like, wow. To see certain nature nations then pop up throughout the years because people declared themselves independent from their, their rulers, their Kings or, you know, or Queens or whatever. That's like, Oh, Um, and to see where these, you know, to see where these countries finally decided on their borders, like you have Austria, you have, uh, the Czech Republic, you have Slovakia, Hungary, Poland, Germany. Well, you know, that one, uh, <laughs> just saying you have the Netherlands as well. Very small. I, I almost missed that one. And that's crazy. And then the UK, obviously, and. Ireland, France, and uh, Spain, and Portugal, and all that. Like it's, and then you know, obviously uh, the the Latin America, and then South America. Like it's it's all just very, very interesting to see how these, you know, places came to, de you know, define their territories. Because that always is is interesting. Because it's it's because you know when it comes to defining territories, I think it's more of a point where two sides are like just kind of put, throw their hands up and they're like, fine, take it. You know, when they agree, you know, that peace would be more, is more worth, um, than, you know, than, than fighting over it. 
because, you know, I, I would... I still believe that obviously there are rulers out there that would add, there are still, you know, presidents and prime ministers and just rulers, leaders of nations out there that would absolutely, if they had the chance to, if they had the firepower to, they would have a hundred percent take over the world or take over more territories around them. At least they would. I don't know how many rulers out there of these nations wouldn't do such a thing because if they had the chance, they had the manpower, they had the, you know, the military for it. They could just easily take over the country surrounding them. You probably would ask them in a private room, no cameras around or anything like that. Be honest. Would you take over the countries next to you? Some, I think a lot of them would say yes. I mean, besides the obvious, you know, the obvious contenders for that kind of thing, you know. I'm pretty sure they would probably be like, yeah, probably. <laughs> if we had the opportunity, yes. Because the the thing is with the with the 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 world governments and such, um, it becomes a, a manner of like, what can I get from you? Like, if I'm going to keep peace with you, what am I going to get from you in order to keep this peace? Because that's usually what it is. It's a uh, I get this from you, you get this from me. We keep peace. We don't invade each other. We don't attack each other. We be civil about things. That's usually how these deals work out. Is what I've seen throughout history. Um, and that remains very interesting until, um, cause then you have other situations where it's more so I'm holding this off so I don't get bombarded and, you know, um, basically thrown off their, their hill that they sit on, um, by being a douchebag. But I think we understand that there is a limit to those to those kind of situations, you know. I think we all uh, understand that limits are definitely apparent in those kind of situations. So, uh, <laughs> as of recent events have uh, revealed that. But look, there's French Polynesia. Like fr- France is all the way across the sea. From from it's, it's across two different seas, the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean. It's all the way over there, but it's basically uh, the French uh, French Polynesia, literally is pretty much a diagonal uh, line that cuts uh, Latin America apart from South. So it goes through those that small section of land that still connects. Um, the two continents, I guess. Maybe it doesn't anymore, I don't know. But it's like straight through. That's still crazy to me. Because that is much closer to like New Zealand and Australia, that part of the world and whatnot. But you have islands south of Africa and south of South America that the UK still has, you know, the South Georgia Islands, of course. Where is it? The Falklands, yes. I remember reading about that war, watching videos about that. There was uh, many, many disputes over that. And the UK, in the end, wins. Even though I think it was Argentina. Yeah, because Argentina's right there. Um, that had the issue with them having that land. Because, well, it's literally right next to Argentina. And the UK is literally, you know, hundreds of kilometers away from it. So, 
<laughs> it's kind of like, well, it should be our territory, but, um, it's, it's, uh, it's quite interesting to see that. And then there's Antarctica, which is, it's there. <laughs> uh, it's, it's there. Um, there are penguins there. Good old Antarctica. Wonderful place, I'm sure. You know, I've obviously I've never been there because I'd be talking about that much more. Man, I don't know if I'd ever want to go there because I'm like I experience enough snow and ice where I live. But I don't really need the extra experience of going down to an, another whole continent that is just that snow and ice, which is far colder than where I live. So I'm good. I'm I'm good. You know, I I, I like I, I handle it just fine in the in the negative degrees we get up here. I mm, I'm 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 good. I'll pass. If somebody offered me like free free tickets to to go to Antarctica and come back safely, I'd still be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm I'm pass. Because here's the thing: you go to because you, you you I'm I'm in the north hemisphere, right? We I would have to go across the equator, which is you know the hottest point, and then go south from that to go to a much colder place which is awful <laughs> it's it's terrible why would i want to do that i don't know it'd be like if i went north which i'm technically i'm, I'm a lot closer to the um the north pole to the arctic up there and i'm like eh, antarctica is uh it's off my list of places to travel <laughs> i wonder why because it's very cold, and I don't like that. Ugh. Um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. That is, that is, uh, it's really cool to see where everything's placed. Um, but, uh, I really, what I would really like to see is a, a map, or just more of a picture, and have it hung on my wall somewhere, of just the world as it actually is, because, obviously, these maps are meant to show... The, the man-made borders and such, but if you look from space, and even sometimes a, a plane's view, you would see that borders really don't exist. Because when I flew um, down to Texas back in September, I couldn't tell what was what was my state, what was the next state, what was Texas. Like, I just knew when I landed, landed in the airport in Texas that I was in Texas. Like, I couldn't see the exact border. Like, it, it doesn't exist. The man-made borders are simply, you know, signs we sometimes put up on the highway that they put up on the highway to let you know, hey, we're in another state. So, because even when I have to travel to, you know, different states just by driving, I, I don't, unless the sign, if the sign wasn't there, I would never, you would never know. So it's, it's, um, it's pretty interesting to see it from a, a basically, a, I guess, a neutral standpoint to be like, hey. Just, like borders are just something we came up with to further separate ourselves. But uh, we're gonna take another break, real quick, and I will be back for a short segment to end the show. I'll be there, and I will be back after this uh, this word from our sponsor. All right, welcome back. Last segment of the show. Um, I had to add this in. Because I, I couldn't miss the opportunity to talk about this. I just saw a, a reel 
Um, it was a, it was an excerpt, I guess, from the uh, Steve Hart when Steve Harvey's talk show that he used to have. I don't know if he still has it or not. But this lady was uh, this lady who's been married for to her husband for twenty years. She got up to the mic because he usually does this. I guess it's a segment that he does on the show. He lets you know he, he the audience asks him questions. He gives them solutions um, as best he can or advice. So this lady has this issue that. Um, her husband is overly affectionate, you know, he always wants to kiss her, he always wants to hug her, you know, when she comes home from work, after a long day, he, you know, he wants to sit down next to her, and, you know, she wants to calm him down, she wants to calm him down, and the simple answer that Steve gave was like, you know that you have a problem that most women would, would are like are are like are looking for, would die for, or you know searching for, and and it and I don't I don't know how necessarily how to feel about this one way or the other, um, but I think I'm starting to lean towards I, I I'm kind of almost agreeing with Steve there because like that is a like like there are many like women out there that are married that are just dating, that I wish my boyfriend was more affectionate. I wish my husband was more affectionate like that when I came home from work. Like, it is good to know that you are loved. And it is good to have someone there who is not going to let you forget because they are actively wanting and making an effort to show that you are loved. That they're making an effort. They're going out of their way to, to do whatever they can to, to show you that love that people are always searching for these days, especially these days. Calm down. You've been married for over 20 years. You know how many relationships over 20 years people start stop feeling that love. They have to go to counseling a lot of times to, to understand why they aren't that way, you know? Why aren't I, you know, that in love with my wife anymore? What's wrong with me? Why aren't I? Like, that is a, a I think it's a good problem to have is to have someone who is still very much in love with you, who still wants to kiss you, who still wants to hug you, who still wants to sit down next to you after 20 years of being married to you. That means you've gone through some hardship because 20 years of marriage is not easy to achieve um, these days. So, like, I, I, you know, I don't know if, if she should necessarily be complaining about it. Like, I can understand... Maybe if you've had like a long, rough day and all you want is some peace and quiet every now and then. But believe me, I don't think that's something you want to stop. Because if you do, you're going to... Because I, 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 I see where it may go. It's probably going to end up in a situation. Typically, it ends up in a situation where then complaints start about like, well, you're not loving me enough. Like, you're going to ask the question, do you still love me? Do you still love me? You know? Like, but he was just showing you that. That's the thing. The idea is you're supposed to, you know be loving that person and showing that person, you know, love to kind of push those doubts and not leave room for those, those doubts to creep in because they'll, they will creep in at some point in time. Um, and that is, that's why you gotta be, you know, constantly just communicating with each other, constantly showing each other affection. I'm not saying 24 seven, you know, but it, it should not be a doubt. There should not be a doubt in anyone's mind in the relationship that you care for each other and that you love each other. So you know, never a failed opportunity would be the best way. You you don't fail to take advantage of an opportunity to show that you love, you know, your significant other.
Because you never know when, you know, when the last time is going to be. You never know. You never, you legit never know when that last time you're going to be able to see them, talk to them, say, you know, tell you, tell them that I love you. I'd ra- you, rather you kiss them and hug them and, and tell them that you, you love them while they're still alive. Versus having to say you love them while you walk by the casket. You know, at this, seriously, people, there's many people out there that I'm sure that could tell you that they regret. Even if they, and there's people that out there that even if they did have great relationships, they still kind of wish they could go back and say it more and do more. So please, like if, if you're in that kind of situation, don't think of it as necessary. Don't necessarily think of it as a bad thing. Like enjoy it, relish those moments because if it stopped altogether, you'd miss it. You'd miss it in a heartbeat. Because it, it's it's a wonderful thing having someone there who is showing you love often and frequently. Like just it is consistently, you know, and showing you love. It's 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 the best thing. It really is. I what the heck? I just saw the most cursed image. Somebody, this is not this. Uh, somebody. I guess it's a cheesecake or a pie of some sort, but they cut a rectangle, not a slice, but a rectangle. Um, um, on that note, we're going to end the show before I throw my computer out the window. Thank you everybody so much for listening. I appreciate you. Remember that love is patient and I will see you in the next episode. Peace.